Welcome to the Mapped Out Money Podcast, where we help you understand finance and manage your money so you can get on with living your adventure. You're listening to episode number 52. And today's episode is sponsored by the Mapped Out Money Book Club. If you are listening to this episode on the day that it comes out, we're actually having book club this evening, June 28th at uh, 7 p.m. Central Time, Central Daylight Savings Time here in the U.S. And to get the Zoom link and all the information related to that, just go to mappedoutmoney.com forward slash book club. The book that we're talking about is Morgan Housel's Psychology of Money, and we're going to talk about our biggest takeaways and hopefully listen to some of yours as well. So if that sounds interesting, uh, mappedoutmoney.com forward slash book club. And if you're listening to this after uh, our first one, you can still go there and we'll have the uh, replay link up for you and uh, also get signed up for the next one. We are recording this on our seventh wedding anniversary. Yes, we are. Yay. Anniversary podcasting day. Anniversary work day. (laughs) That's what we end up mostly doing on our anniversaries, I think. I know. One of our favorite anniversary was working on the Airstream and eating Hardee's in the bed of the pickup truck. That's right. Yep. Had work to get done. I know. Got to do what you got to do. For our seventh anniversary, we thought we'd talk about seven money mistakes that we've made in our marriage. Well, yeah, you know, I read those lists that are like, here's 20 tips for my 20th birthday or, you know, whatever. <laughs> we're better at telling gonna, you what not to do. We're going to tell you our seven mistakes. So rather <laughs> than seven tips, we'll give you seven seven mistakes we've made with our money in our marriage. And uh, maybe you can avoid them yourself. The first mistake is not having access to the same budgeting tool. Um, this became a big problem for us because I had an internship. I guess it was our second year of marriage. Yeah. So our, our first year of marriage, we were using Quicken. Yeah. Cause you had just been using that already. So we had stuck with that. And then I left for this internship in Ohio. And so we were running two separate households, basically like yeah. you were buying your groceries. I was buying my groceries, whatever. And you kept getting frustrated with me because I was, you were like, why didn't you wait till tomorrow? Because we would have had like more money in the budget for groceries. It would have been a new month and like whatever. And, um, I didn't have access to the budget. So I had no idea what was happening. I was like, dude, I need a groceries. So I went out and bought groceries. (laughs) (laughs) I can't see the budget. And so I, sorry. Um, Which is like kind of ridiculous of me, right? In hindsight, I'm like, yeah, duh. Okay. How could I get frustrated at you for blowing our budget that you can't even see? The other important thing to note here is it wasn't like we weren't going to be able to pay bills or something because I bought groceries a day early. It was like your mental, um, it was just the way you wanted to organize things. Yes. So uh, it wasn't, it wasn't like, um, yeah, it wasn't like legit paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, I mean, you, you we were, were going to have a check account. bounce yeah. or something. It was just how you were liking to siphon money out That's into right. our budget. Yeah. You know, we really, at this point in our marriage, we also didn't have any sort of, we really were not very good at talking about money. No, like, we weren't good honest. at talking about anything. Well, no, that's, that's yeah, that's <laughs> true. Uh, but we weren't, <laughs> we especially weren't good at talking about money. We had no like regular uh, meetings or regular like, okay, where are we at with our finances or anything. Yeah. And it was just, uh, hey, go to Ohio and do that internship and spend as little money as humanly possible. Yeah, that, that was like our goal the first three three years of marriage, really. Yeah. Ultimately, this led to me finally researching a budgeting tool that we could both have on our phones and actually start to use together. 
Yeah. I, I actually remember being in Ohio. I'd come up to see see you uh, one weekend, and I remember sitting in the bottom of that apartment you were renting and, like, researching budgeting tools to try and find something that would work for both of us. Yeah. Also, I think – I know you've had, like, a lot of people ask you, like, how can I get my spouse on board with whatever, you know? And I – I did not have a hard time getting on board because, I mean, it took me a little while to get really good at entering things, Mm -hmm. but I mean, I wanted to find something because I didn't like that dynamic either. You know, I didn't like spending money and then you being mad at me. Yeah. I would like to believe that most couples, no one likes to parent and no one likes to be parented. Yeah. Right. So I didn't. I didn't want to feel like I was like getting on to you. Yeah. You were like the bad guy telling me. Yeah. I wanted us to feel like a team, Mm -hmm. you know, that we were both working towards this together but that starts with having access to the same yeah <laughs> the same tool all this stuff too i mean like in hindsight it sounds so obvious and easy totally but like when you get married and like you're just like learning how to live with each other and like you're kind of getting annoyed with each other over little things just because you're not used to living together and there's just a lot of things there's a lot of going things. on there's a lot of change like you just, you don't think about like sitting down to talk about your money. I mean, mm. we didn't. Mm-mm. So there's lots of good tools out there and it is definitely worth your time to like look into it and figure yes. out what works for you and your spouse. All right. The second mistake is not getting clear enough on dreams and goals before talking about the money. And, you know, I mean, we talked about our dreams and we well, talked about our goals. Broadly. And like, broadly. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, we we, ha- we knew we had similar inklings of where we wanted our life to go. We wouldn't have gotten married if we hadn't had uh, similar sort of life paths and similar things. But we didn't talk about them in great detail. And more importantly, we never connected them to, like, the money. Yeah. It was like they were disconnected. So it was like we kind of had these dreams and stuff. But then, like, the money stuff would just stress me out. And then... I would, you know, let that get to me and then and then we would, you know, end up arguing about the grocery bill or whatever. And what we should have done is really spent a great deal of time talking about our dreams and goals and values and timeline, you know, like when, when do we want to do some of these things? Mm-hmm. And then working that into the financial conversation. Yeah. But again, I think like maturity and just learning getting to know each other better and learning how the other person like functions and how they think a little bit just helps in this so much so I do think there's definitely you know some things that you can do to help make progress in this area with less tension than we had but I also think like give yourself some grace like if you're newly married and just know that like you're going to get to know each other a lot better and you'll learn how to work together if you're like if you're making that a priority of like I want to learn how to work with you on this like Mm -hmm. you'll get better at it you will and to me this really goes back to you know I get I get questions from people being like I just can't get my spouse on board they're not interested they don't want to talk about money or uh, you know, I just, I can't seem to get through them. What, you know, what do I do? And I would tell that person the same thing that I would have told myself if I could go back in time to like our first year of marriage. And that would be like, stop talking about money and talk about dreams and like what you want to accomplish. Because when we started getting clear on, we want a dog, we want to RV, we want to travel, we want, like when we started getting more clear on those like bigger dreams that we had together, 
then all of a sudden making like cuts to the budget and getting on a budget that we stuck to was a much easier conversation because we were like, oh, well, this is so that we can get a dog and yeah. buy an RV or whatever. Well, and on a larger scale too, you know, that the dog thing, it did help me like get focused in on the budget, but also like there were larger scale things of understanding like, hey, uh, I want to provide for our family in this way. Totally. And I don't want money to be a stressor for us. And mm-hmm. I don't want it to be a point of contention for our marriage and, you know, all of those things too. So those are all dreams. Absolutely. And so recognizing that your focus on money and you like kind of stressing over money was coming from this place of trying to achieve those things instead of like trying to be a grouchy party pooper totally made me much more on board yeah you know because at first I definitely kind of felt like well you're just kind of being a fun sucker like why you got to be a fun sucker all the time and then I realized like no that's not why you're doing this like you're doing this because you love me and like you you want to provide and you want to do things in a certain way uh, that will make our life better uh, so, so, yeah. well, and I think, you know, I, I think ultimately the recurring theme with all of these mistakes is miscommunication, mm-hmm. right? It's a miscommunication that we're going to, we're going to bring that up over and over again, but it's a miscommunication around either what one of us is trying to accomplish, what we're actually believing, or like I said, our dreams in our future. And so I just wish we would have spent more time on that earlier in our marriage. I think we would have been able to head off you know, some money fights earlier on had we have focused more on the dreams and less on like the in the moment spending. Yeah, I definitely agree. The third mistake is failing to understand how your spouse enjoys spending money. And so for me, I used to would have told you like, and I'll still joke sometimes like, oh yeah, Nick likes spending money by not spending money. Like he just (laughs) likes like seeing it in his account. That's really not true though. Mm -mm. Nick likes spending money when we have planned to spend money. So if, if we've made a plan to make a big purchase, Nick will really enjoy that and really enjoy the purchase and be super excited about it as long as we plan for it. Mm-hmm. So the dog scouts a great example of that. Yeah. But I mean, that happens all the time, especially with the house, you know, yeah. as long as we'll communicate about things and say like, okay, a couple of months from now, uh, we want to be saving money over the next couple of months to do this thing. You're super pumped about that. I, I'm super pumped about that. I basically want to live my life as if it's a Ocean's 11 movie. You know, we're like, I don't know where you're going with this. No, like, okay, obviously I don't want to steal stuff for a living, for a living, but, (laughs) but the the idea, like if you've seen the oceans movies, the idea is like George Clooney is so methodical with his planning and has every little bitty thing just perfectly detail planned down to the smallest, you know, thing. And then he's able to sort of sit back and watch just everything like a clock just kind of tick into place. That's how I like spending money. Okay. All right. I get that. <laughs> but you... I like the spontaneity are not of spending. That way. Yeah. I like the unexpected. And um, we we have learned those things about each other. I mean, even our, our episode, our recent episode about my painting, you yes. know, and like yep. when we go into an antique store together, Nick's coming at it from like, don't spend any money because we didn't plan to spend any money on antiques today right. or whatever. And I'm like, Ooh, what surprises will I find? <laughs> um, so it's just like knowing that about each other. And then we work those things into the budget and it makes life a whole lot better. And I think that's really the, like the, uh, the big takeaway from this mistake is like money's just a tool. It, it doesn't do anything for you. And it took me a long time to learn this, but it doesn't do anything for you just sitting in a bank account. 
you know, you want to be smart with it and save it for the future, but also you have to spend it, right, to, to actually get enjoyment out of it. And so let's make sure that we spend it in a way that is most enjoyable. And I really enjoy planning and spending according to the plan. And you really enjoy being able to get things to remember a trip by yeah. or, you know, get the spontaneity of the treasures or whatever. So let's just work that into the vacation budget next time. Yeah. So we just work in like 20 to 40 bucks totally. for like something small. But, uh, you know, on the same token, I, I'm i not going to go and buy 17 souvenirs. I'm like, I'm going to buy a souvenir. Yeah. And that's totally cool. So um, we've both just like learned how to accommodate totally. the other person in that, I feel like. And if you're listening, you know, your yours may not be either of those. You know, I think a lot of people... So just think about how you enjoy, right? Do you enjoy spending on convenience or enjoy spending on gifts for other people or new experiences or travel or whatever? And then ask your spouse the same thing and try to understand in what ways do they most enjoy spending money. And like like anything in marriage, if both spouses are sort of coming together, sort of asking, okay, how can I make sure that the other person is, you know, enjoying this process and getting what they want out of it. If both people are doing that, you know, good good things yeah. tend to happen. Similarly, the fourth mistake is not understanding what makes the other person stress yeah. about money. Yeah, so this is kind of the opposite one. Mm-hmm. So for me, as you can imagine, I I get super stressed out when we spend not according to the plan. And just when unexpected things when unexpected come things up. So come up. car repairs yeah. or, you know, any of that stuff. And so we got, you especially, got very mindful about like, okay, what are these things that most people think are unexpected? But really, we, we know that these are coming. Mm-hmm. We don't know exactly when they're coming. But I know that they're coming eventually. So how can I plan for these things and make sure that we're setting aside money so that I don't want to have a meltdown every time totally. one comes up? Yep. Well, and especially if you have pets or kids, or cars, or houses, things are going to break, pets and kids are going to get sick, like, it's just sort of part of it, and so, for me, I just had to sort of recognize, like, this should not be unexpected, mm-hmm. this this should actually be expected, so let's set aside money for it, and let's plan for it. I don't know, you, you, you don't stress, I feel like you don't stress out as much about money stuff as much as I do. Uh, part of it probably is because you stress out, you know what I'm saying? Like if you stressed out less, it would probably be a bigger thing to me. Yeah. But I, I know like you are on it. Whereas if you were super irresponsible with money, I, I would take on that role. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I get that. I think you, there are other, there are other little things that I feel like I know about you, so I've I've structured our finances a certain way that I maybe wouldn't necessarily do if I was on my own, like in terms of how much of an emergency fund we maintain or how much money we maintain in the business as an emergency yeah. fund. I think there's a certain level of security that you maybe desire. Yeah. That I would probably I would probably like invest more a little bit more money yeah, of instead our of having fund yeah if I wasn't married to you yeah. yeah. You yeah. might have our have our emergency fund and like an investments actual, yeah, that an are actual stock investment versus yeah. just like sitting in a bank account. Yeah, yeah. As a couple, you get better at like knowing the other person and yeah. and again knowing like they're coming at this from like a loving place. Hopefully, hopefully yeah. your spouse is. Um, and so when you start having these disagreements or arguments or whatever, like remembering that and going like, okay, I know that they're not doing this because like 
they're mean and they don't like me. So like, how can we communicate about this in a productive way and like find some common ground? Because we should both, I should be trying to do what's best for you. You should be trying to do what's best for me. And like, hopefully that brings us to a good, healthy middle ground. Yeah. And that, that kind of perfectly goes into our, our fifth mistake uh, around the mis, the, the miscommunication piece, which is um, not clearly communicating expectations. This is especially as it relates to large purchases or timelines, I think, of purchases. I think we've felt this mistake the most when it comes to either this house renovation that we're working on or like our Airstream renovations, because I think sometimes, and we're really good at communicating. Like I I feel like- I I think we're better than average. I would would like to give us a A minus, you know, uh, on communication. And we still, we still miscommunicate. Way miscommunicate yeah. sometimes. Well, and sometimes it's just you just define things just a little bit differently. Yep. So, like you might say, um, "Yeah, let's tackle. Let's buy landscaping stones and do this in the yard. Like let let's knock that out soon." Okay, so soon to me is like, oh, okay. So like tomorrow, tomorrow. we're going to go buy landscaping stones and like get this knocked out. And Nick's like, no, I was thinking like, you know, in like the next three months. Yeah. Soon. I'm yeah. like, oh, well, see, yeah, that's not soon to me. <laughs> that's um, very different. Yeah. Yeah. The the amount of time that we're, that I expect to spend living amongst chaos of renovations versus the amount of time you expect to live amongst chaos of renovations we haven't always clearly articulated with a uh, specific timeline. And so what I'm expecting versus what you're expecting can can sometimes be different. Yeah. And we I think we've gotten better about that. Totally. Like, um, through even just the short amount of time yeah. that we've been doing stuff on this house. And I think doing the Airstream too helped us. You totally. know, it was a smaller scale project that was kind of practice. Yes. This house has definitely come with plenty of points of friction but we have gotten better even just from the time of starting yeah. it and and really communicating those things and okay when you say soon what do you mean what just you so mean? that i know like yeah. and then i think the other thing here is making assumptions about price and so i i think this this came into play early on in our marriage like i remember getting you to go buy groceries with me yes because you just didn't understand how much things were because you literally when you were in college you bought food on campus yep. because it was it was like included you know yep. meal plan kind of thing yep and then if you had to buy anything you would buy bread and peanut butter yeah and i'm like dude i can't eat bread and peanut butter three meals a day <laughs> like that's not gonna work so <laughs> you know we're, we're gonna have to buy some other things other than that well and, that's no i mean that you're exactly right because that so that's sort of the sixth mistake which is like not assuming that the other person's number one priority well, is no, yours. This is different. I'm not talking oh, okay. about the priority thing. Okay. I'm just talking about literally not understanding how much things cost. Got it. And so I, I got you to go grocery shopping with me because you're like, you bought soup and this and that. And how is that this much? You know? And I'm like, dude, go to the store. Like, look at prices. Look. Yeah. yeah. And then I remember um, buying you shoes. Yeah. And you were like, what the crap? You just spent $50 on shoes. I was like, yeah, that's an inexpensive pair. Yeah. Like you needed work shoes. And I yeah. went and bought you a pair of work well, shoes. Well, that's because I used to go buy like garbage shoes from like clearance at some random secondhand <laughs> store. So we went to Rack Room <laughs> Shoes and I was like, okay, find find another pair of shoes. And you, you ended up like keeping the pair that I got you yeah. or whatever because it was very much like 
nowhere near Bro, the top yeah. line that I top of the line well, that I could have bought. And th- this came into play a lot with, and you know, part of this is probably a byproduct of me not having sisters, but cosmetics and, and stuff. Men and women's like personal care, yeah, items. Yeah, Nick's I like, I need like, one bar of oh soap. Oh my gosh, I was mind blown. Yeah. at how much things cost. Yeah, I'm like, no, I have a shampoo, conditioner. Uh, body wash, face wash, uh, fa- special face lotion, then just normal body lotion, and then like then, a cleanser. And yeah, like a, I mean, like yeah, thing and yeah, and you literally have like your bar of soap. Yeah, that you use for everything. <laughs> I'm like, what is crazy? So yeah, I mean, that is. It's just you just don't know what you don't know right. in those scenarios. Yeah, so. it's it's uh the expectations thing, and you know, there's a lot of um. A lot of things that we haven't even had to face yet that I think a lot of marriages, you know, have, and I see it in budgets where anytime you've got a big decision, right? So like kids, clearly communicating expectations around like, how much are you going to spend on kids' clothing? How much are you going to spend on activities, extracurriculars for kids? What about private versus public school? How much are you willing to spend on that? Like, there's a lot of things where if you don't clearly communicate what you're expecting, and they don't clearly communicate what they're expecting, you can get yourself into a world of trouble and fighting over simply just going, whoa, well, I was expecting this. You're expecting yeah. that? Yeah. Communication. Yep. <laughs> a lot of things to communicate about. Uh, all right. So number six is similar, but it's more around assumptions and assuming that the other person's number one priority is going to be the same as yours because what's so obvious to you that this would be the number one priority. And so what I was thinking of when you started bringing up the groceries mm-hmm. example was, was versus like cost. health versus cost. You know, to me, especially early in our marriage, my motto as a as a young man was, you know, young free, free food is good food and, uh, you know, quantity over quality by far, you know, college bro mindset. And I brought that into our marriage. And so now when you're going shopping for stuff, I was trying to not gain 30 pounds in our first year of marriage. <laughs> that was my primary objective. But it was just, assu- you know, assuming because I'm like, well, of course, we're going to try to spend as little money as humanly possible at the grocery store. And that is, you know, you're not trying to blow a ton of money, but you're that's yeah, certainly not your number one driving factor. It wasn't like I was like out there going to Whole Foods, buying all organic, no, all whatever. You're just trying to like buy some healthy stuff and like not buying eat things other than peanut butter, chips and peanut butter, you know, yeah. and like like pizzas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other one that this makes me think of, and I imagine like if you get married later in life, this would be hard. But say like like if we both had kind of established lives slash households like before we got married and say like one of us had always been paying for like a housekeeper yeah and we just like kind of kept doing that and assumed like oh well of course i mean like hello you don't have to clean the house like that's awesome yeah but the other person would actually rather have that money to spend elsewhere and spend a little bit of time cleaning the house totally like talking about those things and what are your actual priorities you know what i mean yeah well i think there's a ton right and the uh, small things even from like those decisions all the way up to huge things like assuming when it comes to buying a house you're going to prioritize this as Mm -hmm. the number one thing right Mm -hmm. um whereas the other person might something else right or like things like pets right Mm -hmm. um people have strong opinions about about you know buying versus adopting and uh what kind of pet you're going to get and different things and you just probably assume 
to, because to you, it's so obvious. That's what's hard about being a human. Like to you, you're like, duh, this is so obvious. Of course, this is the number one priority to your spouse. That, that might not might, be. Might not be true. Yeah. The more you can articulate your assumptions and then ask, so w- what is your number one priority in this purchase? the better off you're going to be if you can head that off. Well, there's a large element of just self-awareness because I think the thing is a lot of times, it's like you said, those assumptions are so ingrained that we don't even realize we're making an assumption. Yeah. So it is just having enough self-awareness to go like, oh, hey, you know what? They might actually think about that differently than I do. All right. So our seventh uh, mistake is one that this is definitely mine. Um, I don't think that's true. I've made plenty of passive-aggressive comments to you. So our seventh mistake is making passive-aggressive comments about spending rather than, you know, clearly communicating during a low-tension time. A low-tension. I like that. (laughs) Well, yours would have been making passive-aggressive things about my spending. Mine would have been, like, making passive-aggressive things about your not spending. Being a miser. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Being Scrooge. Yeah. Um, I mean, this one's pretty self-explanatory, but... What ends up happening is one of us is is frustrated that the other person is spending too much or spending too little or not wanting to make the same financial choices, whatever that is. And rather than saying, hey, you know, you spending in this area, I just, I just kind of want to ask, like, what's kind of your motivation? Like, you know, I thought we were trying to focus on this over here. And you know, instead of trying to approach it that way. Uh, or you being like, hey, you know, we're saving a lot. I'm, I'm kind of interested in this, you know, thing over here. Like, what do you think? Instead of approaching it that way, we make a snide comment, you know, about something. And obviously it's worse if we make a snide comment about something in front of other people. You know what I mean? Just that that's never healthy. And that's never yeah. like the right way to go about things. So this is certainly the, the mistake I may be most most like embarrassed of, you know, and like have to say like, man, I hate that I've done that, you know, because that's just, that's just never the right way to handle it. And it's never like, you're never going to go like, hmm, maybe I should talk to Nick about our spending and think about like the, the intended result of that is never going to happen. Oh yeah. That's only going to make you mad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's never going to be a, a helpful way to actually change behavior if it, if I am upset at your behavior. Yeah. No, I mean, and we all do that to our spouses. Like, we're human, so we all do that. But yeah, just recognizing, again, having that self-awareness to catch yourself if you start to do that and go like, okay, why am I feeling this way? Why, why am I, am I tempted to make this like, what is the, the, the podcast they say? passy gressy or something like that (laughs) something like that but why am I tempted to make this like ridiculous comment to or about my spouse and like and then you know having the restraint to not do that and then actually go and have the conversation even if that's going to be a difficult conversation to have like well the groceries or cosmetics are really good examples for us where you know, those historically have been tension points where you've spent more than I felt like we needed. And so I would make a, a snide comment about that. And it's like, instead, what I should do is just say, hey, um, I noticed that our cosmetic spending looked like it was a little high this month. What I typically will say now is like, is this going to do you think this is like a new normal? Like, are we going to kind of be at this level? If so, that's totally cool. We just need to choose another category to like pull from. Uh, or if it was like a one off fluke thing, like no big deal. 
you know, because it's really more about always going back to those dreams and those priorities. And, you know, we have sort of a shining light, if you will, that that we're working towards, you know, in terms of we're saving money for certain things or we're trying to invest at a certain pace or whatever. And um, if our spending starts creeping up too high, we just need to reevaluate. That's yeah. really all it comes down to. And that's why talking about your goals and all of that is so important because you have, you know, like, okay, ultimately we're aligned on these bigger picture things. Yes. We might just get, one person might get distracted or um, off track in some of the day-to-day spending. And so we just kind of need to reconvene and like refocus ourselves. But we know that like, we're we're working together. We're yep. on the same team. We're not against each other. So like, let's just come together, talk about things and refocus on yes. our goal and yep. adjust if we need to adjust. Totally. Um, yeah. Pulling on the same side of the rope. That's right. So yeah, there's uh, our seven money mistakes in our seven years of marriage. And uh, we really don't like making money mistakes. And I don't think you would like making money mistakes either. But you know what we do like? What do we like? Stuff we like. As Nick knows, I really like, I think you say her name, Justina Blakeney. I think I'm saying that right. I don't oh, know for sure. Yeah, okay. But the designer from Jungalo. So I like Jungalo, but what I really like is Jungalo having a line at Target that is yeah. much more in the budget. It's budget friendly, Jungalo. Yeah, it is. Um, so yeah, it's, I think they like just, they just released it in stores the past few days and then... I think in just a few more days, it's releasing online. So I am definitely excited. Getting prepared. For that. Yes. Yeah, we got some pretty cool looking um, wallpaper that we're going to do in the guest bathroom. Yeah, from the Jungalo. So I'm a fan. I like it. And I especially like that it's a really cool looking design, you know, whatever. <laughs> Nick Nick uh, likes on, that on it's a, a cheaper cheaper version of <laughs> the jungle of what you actually like. That's right. Yeah. Um. All right. So you want to do a quick wrap up? Sure. I think the big takeaway is miscommunication, right? Which is if we could go back and change anything about some of the money and marriage mistakes that we've made, it would be to better communicate our own dreams, our own expectations, our own assumptions, our own priorities. And then try to understand the other person's assumptions, priorities, and expectations and dreams. And And like we've said before, like if this is something that you and your spouse are really struggling with, I think just start start out by just working on fun conversations. Totally. Um, Totally. Don't don't try to make it anything like big big about money. Yeah. Now, I don't think, I mean, in our first year of marriage, money was not necessarily the issue. Yeah. We needed to to solve other miscommunication relationship stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, before we could start really talking about money. So yeah, I would just, I would just go back to that and, you know, hopefully this has been a helpful episode for you. We've really enjoyed reflecting on these, uh, (laughs) seven years of money mistakes and, uh, yeah. So thanks so much for listening. We'll see y'all next week.